Hello, Marketeers. Welcome to another episode of AEC Marketeer Podcast, exploring AEC marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Keelan Cox, and I'll be exploring marketing trends and answering your most pressing questions to help you thrive as an AEC Marketeer. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Today I have on Leslie Blaze of Blaze Communications. She's a freelance writer specializing in AEC. She's also a certified professional services marketer, CPSM, and a case study specialist. Welcome, Leslie. Thanks, it's great to be here with you. I'm glad to have you. So today I brought you on to talk about case studies and it's something I hadn't explored, but you wrote a great article in The Marketer about it. So I wanted to dig into that a little bit. But before we do, I'm curious how you got started in this industry. What's your story? Okay. So I've always been interested in sharing stories. Throughout my career, it's been one of the highlights of my job. So I started on a small daily newspaper in northern Wisconsin, and I had a column where I interviewed people and wrote feature stories, and it was you know, really popular, and I got a lot of positive comments on it. And then I moved to Washburn, Wisconsin, located on Lake Superior, and I was co-owner of weekly newspapers and a small print shop. And I wrote a column called Baywatching. And through that column, people got to know, like, and trust me. So it was, you know, it was fun. They felt like they knew who I was because I wrote about, you know, personal issues, family issues, and what was going on and other thoughts. And it was just a good way for people to get to know me. So it was me telling stories, encouraged people to know, like, and trust me. Then I provided corporate communications for a professional services firm. And I wrote about engineering, architecture, urban planning, environmental services. And one of my responsibilities was to produce a newsletter that featured articles about projects through the Midwest and how they improve the lives of the public. And that was always fun. Like for instance, I remember one story that talked about how in one community they had water that just you know tasted terrible and uh, they couldn't drink it, they had to have bottled water. And then after a water treatment plant, then they could drink their water again. And it was such a pleasure for them and that you really realize the value of clean, clear water. So that's just a sample of something that, where I've really felt like I connected with people through the articles. Yeah. So in 2017, I started my freelance writing business with a focus on AEC. And I discovered case studies along the way. And I realized that, hey, I really enjoy writing these. They allow me to uh, talk to the happy customers and really focus on these uh, wonderful projects that the AEC industry works on. So in my mind, the case studies take project profiles to a whole new level. Right. You brought this up. You have a really unique qualification, which is a certified case study specialist. So before we go any further, could you explain to me what that is and what it entails? Sure, sure. So I was certified through a course that was offered by the American Writers and Artists Institute, AWAI. Mm -hmm. And Casey Hibbard, a well-known customer story expert, was the instructor. And through the course, I learned the process for creating successful case studies. And as part of the certification, I prepared a case study and passed an exam. Uh, it's been kind of interesting. You know, I've been talking a lot lately about case studies. And I had a, a marketing coordinator at a firm ask me, she goes, you know, 
I'd like to learn more about case studies. You know, how do I go about doing that? So I think it's great, you know, if, if by talking about it that I get other people interested in getting, becoming case study specialists. Right. Why should we use case studies? So throughout my AEC career, I always hear that the professional services firms are always looking for ways to differentiate themselves. Mm-hmm. And case studies are one way to do that. They offer the all-important third-party verification. So a lot of the times, AEC firms have project profiles, and they're told from the perspective of the firm, and there's a lot of de- you know details, and there might be a, a testimonial or something, but the project profiles are focused on the firm and not the happy customer. So what I like about case studies is they focus on the happy customer and they provide a high level form of social proof. So there's different ways of getting this social proof. One is by using references. So you often seen that references are used in proposals and you know, and they're great where a prospect may call up a reference to see you know, what it was like to work with the firm but there's some challenges with the references. You know, the, the person may not be at the city or you know, business anymore. They might be gone. It might be hard to reach that individual for many reasons. Or if a, a prospect calls them up, they might simply forget some of the key aspects of a project. You know, it could be years later and they've forgotten key metrics or maybe how really difficult the challenge was. So references are good, but they do have some challenges. Right. And another form of social proof is to include testimonials from clients. And they, they're often on websites or in proposals. And, you know, and they can be very effective, but they, you know, don't tell the whole story. You know, they might be a few sentences and that's it. So that's the second method. A third method of providing third-party verification is a case study, also known as a customer success story. And they could be one page or two pages or four pages, but I often see them as two pages. And they offer, you know, photos, graphics, and, you know, they're engaged, you know, they're designed, they're engaging to look at, and they tell a good story. Okay. Even the word case study to me just sounds so complicated, but what you're laying out here actually seems pretty simple. So then how do you go about preparing a case study? Well, the professional services firm wants to come up with a system for identifying strategic projects that could be turned into a case study. And perhaps during the visioning or strategic planning, you know, they say, okay, here are, these are the strategic areas. And the C-suite may be involved, or perhaps it's the marketing department and the business development staff and the seller doers. You know, they might sit around and say, okay, here are some strategic projects. Who do you think would like to be involved in a case study? And so maybe they pick, they come up with some ideas and then whoever is closest to the happy client may talk to them and say, you know, would you like to be involved in the creation of a, a case study? Or, you know, you, you might even know at the very start of a key project that it's like, wow, this is an important project for the client and for us. And and let's start talking about the possibility of a case study early on, kind of plant the seed. So that's one way of identifying projects. And another way is to create a culture of where the technical staff value the testimonials and and the praise, the email favorable comments they get from clients. 
So I kind of worry that a technical person may get a wonderful glowing comment from a client and they think it's great and they file it away and they bring it out when it's review time. But ideally they would share it with, you know, either their project manager or with the marketing staff and say, hey, look, I really got this great comment from this client and, you know, maybe it would make a good testimonial. And so, of course, you wouldn't just use it, you know, you would review it, probably perhaps even make an edit or two and then ask the client if it could be used. And they might very well agree if they're really happy with you. So, you know, that's, that's one way of getting the system and then making sure that people are aware of what case studies are available. So after you get the approval, you write the case study. An internal writer can prepare the case study, or you can go to a freelancer like myself who would have the time to do it. And typically the case studies follow a challenge solution result format, although you know that can be mixed up. Maybe you start out with a result and go into the other parts of it. Then the writer will interview the happy client and usually takes like 30 to 45 minutes. The happy client can get the questions in advance so they're all set and they're relaxed about the interview. And so then the interview is conducted, the writer may ask for relevant metrics, graphics, and photos to help tell the story. You might use a picture of the happy client and perhaps someone from the professional services firm if they were a key person. You get the first draft done and that goes back to the the firm for the initial review. And then after they say it's okay, perhaps a change or two, then it's sent to the happy client and they get their final approval. Then it's ready to use. I should just throw out a caveat that During this process, the firm should make sure that the happy client's upper management is on board. So a worst case scenario would be to go through all this and, you know, get the case study done and then upper management or legal or somebody decides they don't want it to be used. And so you want to certainly avoid that. So you want to get approvals along the way. And so then after you have your draft done, it's designed and it's all set to go. The last step is to repurpose the content. So you can use the entire document and send that out, or you can save the individual pieces, such as the quotes, photos, and metrics. So the case study itself, it could be uh, included in proposals or put on the website or sent directly to prospects. You know, let's say a business development person or a seller doer is talking to an existing client or a prospect and, you know, they're talking about a project and they think, oh, you know, we did a project just like that. Here, I'll, here, I'll send you the case study and you can read what the happy client said about us. So that's really a nice way to use it. You can include, you know, parts of it in the client presentations or take out the quotes or the testimonials to be in proposals. So there's, you know, a lot of different ways to use the content. You could turn it into a, a video script and you could interview the happy client and use it that way. So there are a lot of different ways to use this content. What it's nice is it's it's vetted and it's all set to go and you don't have to worry about it. Right. Who benefits from the case studies? What I like to use is a formula that's, uh, it is pretty simple. It's one case study equals three wins. And so there are three parties that at least that can benefit from case studies. So the first winner is the firm that creates the case study. So they typically want to focus on a service area that's of strategic importance to them. And so by creating case studies, they're getting publicity and uh, getting the word out on this 
certain project. The second winner is the happy client. So through a case study, they demonstrate that they've solved a problem with the help of a professional services firm, and they get free publicity every time the case study is used in some way. And the third winner is the prospect. And I think this is the one that I really think benefits from it because case studies provide third-party verification that show what it's like to work with the firm. And these prospects can see how a peer handled a challenge and they might even get some idea about how they can solve their own problems. So let's say the subject of a case, you know, the happy client talks about, oh, this is how I solve this problem. And the prospect thinks, wow, I've got that same problem. And look at that's a pretty good solution. And prospects, you know, when they have to hire professional services firms, and they know it's going to be a big investment. You know, in the AEC world, it might be for, you know, wastewater treatment plant, a water plant, a downtown redevelopment, a road project. And so these are big ticket items and hiring a professional services firm is a big deal. And the prospects know that they're going to be working with this firm for a long time and they want to have a good working relationship. So the case study is just one more piece of critical information during the, you know, the prospects buying journey. You know, they might get it before they even send out RFPs and they might get a case study and decide, you know what, I really want to make sure that this firm gets on my RFP list because they look like they could be good. Sure. You know, why should we bother with case studies? I've talked about how they're like treasure chests and you can use them a lot of different ways. But then it gets to the idea that people really are wired to enjoy stories um, as opposed to just uh, reading uh, facts. So in just a few brief pages, you know, you can see how the happy customer goes on their journey of having a challenge and meeting the challenge and overcoming it with the help of their guide, the professional services firm. And it's not a movie, but it's more interesting perhaps than just uh, writing a straight project profile. Right. The case study can still include those important technical details. Perhaps in the sidebar, you might list your partners or awards, but the focus is on the happy customer and they'll share the favorable comments about the professional services firm. And, you know, the firm doesn't get ignored. Typically their information might be like on the second page in the back, you know, where you say for more information, contact the firm. And I just have to say on a personal level, I really enjoy writing case studies because I get to talk with these happy customers and they share great stories, engaging stories about their experiences. And these happy customers help you understand how architecture, engineering, construction projects improve the quality of life for communities. That's a great story. Yeah. I can think of so many ways to use these. And I think what you've outlined here is so useful in the fact that once you've created the case study, it's not just a standalone piece. Because so often we get these quotes from our technical staff that only comment on maybe their communication or project management. And you know the project has a lot more to it and you want to use it in other places, but the client quote only refers to one specific thing. So this is just a case study to me from, you know, I I do proposals. So this just comes across as as a treasure trove of information. Yeah, Yeah, it is. And and I think we're seeing in the AEC world that 
you know, for a long time now, the prospects of saying, okay, we're giving you a limit on the proposals, you know, it has to be this font size, this so many pages, because they really don't want to read boring proposals. So they try to do what they can to limit the size, or even some are going to infographics where, you know, you have to tell your story and maybe a couple infographics. Yeah. Or I think the other thing is that some, if they don't have those limits, they're going to really well-designed magazine-like proposals. <laughs> and if that's the case, then you, you know, with the case study, you would have the good graphics and the metrics and the quotes, you know, all set to go. So I think the way the AEC world is heading is having the proposals be more engaging than sometimes they are right now. And I know right now there's a lot of rules and th that you have to follow, but not always. Right. And you can't help but empathize with your clients who are on the receiving end of these proposals because it's not just yours that they're receiving. So I do understand why they'd want them to be shorter, especially if they have 20 oh, yeah. proposals to review. Right. And so that's another thing where if you can get your case study to the prospects early, then they can start forming a good impression of you before you even get to the proposal stage. You know, like they always say, if, you, if you're waiting to first meet with a prospect when the RFP comes out, you're done. You know, don't, right. even, don't even bother. But, you know, if along the way they've read a case study about a project that's similar or even a few case studies, you're really forming a good first impression. You know, and then they're going to maybe look more favorably when it comes time for the proposal and interview. Well, that makes perfect sense. I read an interesting stat that was something like 75% of B2B sales are the buyer is persuaded through social media to choose whatever business they'd like to work with. And this just seems like perfect material for something like LinkedIn, where you can impact a potential client without necessarily knowing it. Right. Right. So, I agree. Very cool. Well, do you have any advice for, you know, a, an entry level marketer who might just be starting out in this career? Well, they can certainly look into getting this case study certification to add to their uh, list of training, just so they feel more comfortable in creating them. You know, SMPS has lots of good training and this is just one other way they can get some training that'll help them create engaging content that the prospects want to read. Perfect. All right, Leslie. Well, thank you so much for joining me and taking the time to chat with me. Well, thank you. I really want professional services firms to consider case studies because I think they're a really good way to provide that third-party verification. They're an interesting format. So... All right, Marketeers, that is a wrap on this week's episode of the AEC Marketeer podcast. I hope you enjoyed and learned something new from Leslie. She has very kindly provided a case study win guide, so the link to that will be in the episode's show notes. As always, if you're enjoying this podcast, I would invite you to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. New episodes are released every Wednesday. 